Federico slid inside and shut the door behind him. Like any purist nation business, they kept a local backups area in addition to an off-site storage. Federico smiled when he saw the storage devices. In Ironath City, they would have been the cheapest thing available, at least 30 years out of date. Sometimes Federico forgot just how backward the purist nation was. He lifted the left coverall's pant leg. He'd wrapped his hardware sleeve around his left calf. He removed his worm device and started connecting it to the interface. If there were records on Quentin, they would be here. The program would route through the Raiders' system, collecting any and all references to Quentin Barnes. Judging by the archaic computer system, this wouldn't take long. Hmm. Something was moving in the air vents. Air vents that were way too small for a human. Federico might have written them off as a rat, even a round bug, but he actually recognized the staccato beating sound. Ghoulie, what are you doing on my covey? The sound was coming from the air vent up near the ceiling. Federico looked around the room. <coughs> Finding a chair, Federico lifted it, then set it ever so quietly on the floor below the vent. One foot at a time, he stepped onto the chair, put his hands up below the vent, and waited. Moments later, the fluttering came closer, then stopped. Still, Fred waited, hands raised above him like a spider waiting for the right moment to pounce. Federico heard the sound of a power screwdriver. The vent grate slid inside without a sound. Federico timed it perfectly, grabbing hard as soon as he saw motion above him. His hands locked onto the firm body of a small hurrah. The alien immediately tried to fight, but Federico quickly adjusted his grip so that his fingertips pressed into the soft spot on its left flank, behind which lay the creature's stomach. As soon as Federico's finger pressed down, the hurrah's struggles instantly ceased. Ghoulie's voice came from the backpack strapped to his top. Rico, you wouldn't. You're not a killer. You're right. Good thing for me, puncturing your stomach will only put you in the hospital for a couple of weeks. Federico didn't have to speak hurrah to recognize cursing. Knock it off. What are you doing batting your way through ducks in a football stadium on this backwater rock? Federico kept his grip tight. Ghoulie might be small, but he was deadly. The hurrah was a well-known grease man who worked the Concordia, the Planetary Union, and now, apparently, the purest nation. Ghoulie was a grease man most of the time. Occasionally, though, he would take big money and perform a hit. Federico held a tiny killer, and he knew better than to give the winged creature so much as an inch of wiggle room. Well? Just seeing the sights. What's it to you? Federico pressed the tip of his finger in a little deeper. I'm on the job! Same as you! Same as me? Same trade or same job? How do I know? You know how it is, Rico. I just find pieces for whoever has the scratch. I don't put puzzles together. Don't call me Rico. But that's what people call you. When they want a real hitter, they call for Rico, right? I don't do that work anymore. So call me Rico one more time, and you'll have a brand new hole in your body, got it? Yeah, I got it. So last time I ask, what are you doing here? Ghoulie didn't answer. <laughs> Instead, Ghoulie tried to wriggle away again. But Rico tightened his grip and began patting him down, feeling Ghoulie's custom bodysuit, looking for anything that might reveal the hurrah's goal. But Ghoulie had said he was there on the same job. You're here for info on Barnes, aren't you? <coughs> now Ghoulie struggled more fiercely than before, and that was all the answer Federico needed. Who sent you, Ghoulie? Anna Vilani? Gloria Ogawa? Greedock the Splithead? Federico heard steps outside the door. Heavy steps. It sounded like giants stomping through a playpen. 
Ghoulie wasn't working alone. <laughs> but Ariko yanked Ghoulie's wings hard enough to separate tendons. How many? More than you can handle. But Ariko quickly looked around. He opened a desk drawer, stuffed Ghoulie inside, slammed it shut, then pinned a chair against it, trapping the hurrah. Ghoulie wasn't the only one who didn't have a way out. There was only one door to the room. But Ariko searched, wondering if he could take his first human thug through the door. If there were only two, that might even the odds. But he had no idea who was coming. Then Federico saw his only way out. First, he reached into a pocket for a minicam and set it on the desk. That would record the men who came through the door, sending the signal to a storage cube that he had in his pocket. If he got out of this in one piece, he'd have a good look at the men who were working with Ghoulie. Then he detached the worm device, hopefully it had found some information. <laughs> that done, Federico ran at the chair he'd set against the wall, jumped, put a foot up on the seat, and launched himself up. He slid his arms into the air vent, then his head, worming his body into the too tight space. Behind him, he heard the door rattling as someone tried to get in. Fred's shoes kicked at the wall, trying to push himself deeper into the vent. He couldn't make it far, but that didn't matter. What mattered was not being in that room when the goons came in. The door rattled harder. Then came the pause he knew all too well. Someone big rearing up a big, meaty shoulder. Federico pushed himself all the way in. He could barely move. It was like a coffin. Federico moved forward a few feet, then pressed his back against the top of the vent and pushed down as hard as he could. The metal gave way almost immediately. Federico dropped through and landed hard on a desk. It was in another office, also vacant. Federico rolled to his feet and limped to the door. From the other room, he heard the door giving way. He's in here somewhere. Brobst? On my Covey. Federico didn't have time to stick around and find out. He quickly slipped out the door into the hall and moved quickly back towards the service entrance. In seconds, he turned the first corner and was gone long before the men rescued Ghoulie and came to look for him. 